the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. I, what was that last word there? To blossom, but I said oh, it weird. Yeah, that I was, was trying to really like, lean low. into my like Morgan morning voice. Yeah, for like at the beginning of the poem, I was like blah blah blah, and I was like, oh wait, I could go Morgan Freeman style. Speaking of which, in college, I'm so happy that you, Sterling Grinnell, just attempted to do Morgan Freeman. I actually I just, did. I'm happy about I did that. that in college. I got an A on my poem. There was a poem. You made was, it sound like Morgan Freeman. Well, I just what I did is we had to come up with like our own inflection and stuff. Oh, okay. So basically, what I did is just didn't. I went and listened to Morgan Freeman read it, and I copied his cadence and pauses and timing, and then I just read it to my class like that. And they were like, and my teacher was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Hell's yeah, Morgan <laughs> well, yeah, Freeman." Yeah, because he's a he's a top class like speech deliverer, dude. Yeah, so I just that's copied that. It was the speech in Victus. I think that's what it's called. I have no idea what that is. Oh, and, oh, is it like it's a poem, uh, not speech? Sorry, it's about like I don't even remember, dude. Honestly, I have it's no probably, idea. It's probably yeah, some generic old English thing that they loved back then. Either way, this is the default podcast. The podcast that starts when no other podcast will. I'm Sterling. I'm Chris. And he is not <laughs> just Chris. joking. I'm Josh. And we ask three things of you. On this fine day. That you listen. Take the best. And leave the rest. Hey, shout out to Malaysia, by the way. We were looking to our stats, and we found out our second most listened to country is Malaysia, right after the United States, which seems kind of odd to me. I wouldn't have guessed that. Out of all the countries out there, why why Malaysia? So all of you listening over in Malaysia, let's say know. hello to you, greetings, send us an email, and we will read it. That's about all. I'm I just curious more than anything. What is it about... <laughs> Our thing that you found. How did all the Malaysians find us? It's because we're the default one. That's oh, why. yeah, because they're just walking past stuff and they're like, <laughs> why is that playing everywhere? The Come, possibilities are endless. Leave us a Malaysian review. Speaking of, we got how many reviews this week? A solid zero Absolutely. out of you four to five hundred well, listeners. No, we got, we got <clears throat> oh, we one, one, but it wasn't this week. So, it but count. we did get one that I can totally read here now um, because we didn't read it before. Okay, but this last someone week, cares. Nothing. But this one says, all hail Cracker Lady. That Title says it all. Great podcasts, fun personalities. It'll brighten your day. Hey, that sounds like a great review. Hey, If, that's if you a would like to right leave there. us a review, how about the podcast? Please do so. iTunes.com default podcast. Leave us a review. Honest review would be great. That's what we want. I'm okay with honesty. Yeah, because we'll take the feedback. Speaking of... We would love to hear more from you guys about what you would like to hear on the podcast. We make active changes based on the stuff that you guys write in. Yeah, totally. And say that you want to have more of or less of. So right now, our feedback loop is just looking at analytics and trying to see where you guys stay most interested. Um, But if you'd like a more active role in making changes to the podcast... Um, send us an email and let us know what you like, what you don't like. Defaultpodcasting so at gmail.com. Defaultpodcasting at gmail.com. We might be setting something else up. We might. We have considered setting up a Twitter. Um, we're trying to think of a way to get you guys access to communication with us that's easier than an email. Josh, I recently got into a conversation with a friend, and we were thinking that the people in the year like 4028 or whatever, 4082, are going to think that we are some of the most dumb people on the planet. Because you ever think about the people like in the past, and you think like, how long did it take him to invent the wheel? You know what I mean? Sure. I thought that was like a day one thing. Granted, obviously it seems very obvious to us because we already have all that kind of stuff. But we were thinking that with the exponential growth and compounding like learning that people have, by that year people are going to be traveling between planets. Like think about the... People aren't going to look like us anymore. What do you think they're going to look like? They're going to have triple head. 
Triple head? Yeah, dude, at that point. What does that mean? 4000 AD. 4000 AD. It's the year 4000 AD. Come forward with me into the future. If we go Between into the future, planets, we, we bounce exactly, with our triple heads. Think about this. The year 0 <clears throat> AD or whatever, right? Instead of, instead of having headphones now, we just have like all communication built into yeah, no, our dude, triple head. Like that. that freaks me out. And then we can just... Pull up anything that we need at any time, any kind of information, and it plays into our brain holes. Basically, it's going to get so advanced that heaven is going to be here. We well, we'll be in the heavens because yeah, we will be we'll be space rocketing all over space. Think about it. People <laughs> used to view flying the same way we do space travel. Sure, they'd be like, wouldn't it be cool to just like not have to take a boat around these continents? And then two boys named the Orwells. That's not what were they like... were named. <clears throat> That's definitely with not their big name. mustaches twirling they, around. They were the Wright brothers, and it was Orville Wright, and what was the other one? Wilbur. Yes. Wilbur and Orville Wright. Wilbur, wasn't it? I don't remember it anymore. I now I don't neither. Now you're <laughs> making me second guess myself. Wait, so the flight guys, <clears throat> when when they finally figured that out, it changed everything. Yeah. When then people f- started to shoot at each other from them. Yeah, they were like, wait, a minute, we can just strap giant explosive devices that when they hit the ground they impact and just boom and that's what happened all of a sudden you have blimps just dropping bombs oh it is wilbur i always (laughs) just associate it with a pig with that in mind sterling i have a question for you not so much about future humans and what they think of us although they'll be listening to the default podcast because it plays on into their special communicative ear things that they have (laughs) i think that um I don't know why, why I said I think. I want to present like to you either, a particular know you don't new think. topic. We know you don't think, boy. We know? Everybody on the podcast knows. How do they know that? Because know. all I had to do was listen to you speak. <laughs> and they're like, oh. They can put it together that way. I don't know if I necessarily agree kidding. with that. I know that I interrupted you just to insult you, but I would do it again. The topic that I'd like to present to you, Sterling, is about resetting your zero. Resetting your zero. Which is something um, that you brought up. So. It is something I brought up. This last weekend, for those of you that don't know, I was out on a trip, a work trip, um, with a lot of entrepreneurs, and they just do a lot of, like, goal sharing, not goal sharing, but, like, uh, mindset sharing or uh, just giving each other little tips and ideas, and yeah. one thing that I heard while I was out there that Josh and I thought would be good to tell you guys about was something called resetting your zero, or another way, that they, what they called it was, like setting your broke point and what they mean is like what people consider broke is very very different some people don't consider themselves broke until they're like buying a lottery ticket with their last 15 cents and some people consider them broke themselves broke when their savings drops under ten thousand dollars so what they were talking about at this conference was resetting that zero point and starting in a healthy way to level up your zero like set the bar higher for yourself where you say like okay this is not okay for me to dip below this it doesn't have to be um, a financial dip, you can say like, you know, what I want to give out of my work quality, resetting the zero there, the baseline to where like, I'm not happy if I just show up at work and do a mediocre job and leave, but setting up expectations and standards for yourself in a healthy way to, you know, make sure that you're not just like the 38 cent kind of broke, even with in work ethics that you're giving a good amount of work every day. And we thought that was an interesting topic to bring up with you guys. Wait, so um, you're tying it into work ethic too? Yeah. Outside of just yeah, being because I broke? Think, yeah, because I don't think it necessarily <laughs> refers to like for a lot of us, no one, like for the majority of us, we know our audience. Most of you are between 18, 25. Most of us aren't dealing with like our giant savings accounts, you know, maybe a couple of us with 401ks and stuff like that. Um, but I think it also applies to definitely your work ethic and like 
especially if you have a job that you know is like, you know how like stepping stone jobs, you have to have them to get where you're going, but you're not happy where you are. Sure. You don't want to be there. But being able to apply that to those jobs even and like show up and do a good work and like have a standard for yourself on a work ethic, I think that's really, really important too, um, as well as financially to just like set those broke points and be like, you know what, I'm not going to be okay like dipping below this certain point of, you know, my job or financially even set those things kind of up. Yeah, it's a really interesting mental exercise, I feel like, because it is something you can totally just get a mindset of without even realizing like having a set like idea of like how you feel even just financial wise. Like I have totally had that happen where, and I, I could, I've seen the shift too, even just depending on, sometimes it's dependent on how much money I have coming in, how much I feel I can save or spend. But I know like back in, I mean, just last year, my living situation was very different and it was easy for me to just pay more attention to the specific amount of numbers and where that zero was and really o- almost over panicking about it in ways that were incredibly unhealthy financially for me. And because of like my mentality as to how much money was going in and out of my particular bank account, I was just overwhelmed by it in a way that I really didn't need to be. And having a chance to get away from that, step away from that, and then re-examine it and set a different type of like... Wait, I'm a little confused about the whole thing. So does this mean you're saying that you're broke point was too low or too high or what? Well, my particular like zero as far as like how I felt was too low. My, my standards are too low basically. Oh, okay. Um, and so I hit a point where it was, it was getting to the point where it was affecting me and making me panic and things were just not evening up. Oh, okay. Um, and my mentality was what was keeping me from really harnessing my finances the way that I should. So getting a step away from that and then realizing like, oh, sometimes like for like now, um, it is interesting to really set a specific number, even just a hard number that I'd like to keep because it is a nice financial. Like, as like a saving thing, even a financial. It's just a normal financial thing that I'm sure you see in every like textbook. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about but that. just specifically like going through that mental exercise of putting that in and seeing how it works throughout the week, how you respond to it, well, um, and seeing like your own habits form around that particular thing. Yeah, is super healthy. Yeah, I think it's hard to 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 appreciate and actually like you set a breaking point like that or like I'm not going to dip below this. Um, some people common savings goal, they say you want to have like three months of income basically saved, which for some of you, for everyone, that's, that's quite a bit of income. Sure. 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 Um, Most people don't like statistically, and we could probably look at it right now, but most people are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have more than, you know, 10,000 in their savings account. Which is interesting and actually kind of crazy because if you think about the amount of people that know how to budget properly or how that works and people that are strict with themselves and then wonder why, you know, they're not doing well financially or something like that, but at the same time don't have any restraints or don't have any, like, high standards for themselves. It's just like anything else. If you don't practice, like, these things just – they don't just work all of a sudden. Yeah, I suppose there are – Excuse me. I suppose there are outliers of people who just like make so much money that they don't have to do that. Sure, yeah. But oh, the mass majority of us, that's not how it works. And so when you see someone <clears throat> who seems to be doing well, it can, you know, obviously, like, like I said, there are people that just make a ton of money. But a lot of us, especially people our age, like young millennials, like 18 to 25, or I guess that's some Gen Z now, huh? Oh my gosh, Gen Z is like 18, 19, 20. Getting old. Oh my gosh. Anyways. <clears throat> Um, I just forgot where I was going with that. Oh yeah. Most of us, any, anyone in that range usually 
if they're doing well, it's because they have to put a lot of work and give a lot of attention and reset that zero line to not be okay with like, oh, I don't have any money in my bank accounts. I think that's really difficult to do, especially at this age, because no one around us is really doing it. So there's no like positive peer pressure. And that's also one of the reasons that we want to do stuff like this podcast actually is because there are people that are doing it. And Josh and I work every week to try and keep up with this kind of stuff. And we want to help like spread that culture a little bit to of like paying attention to what you're doing, being intentional with even your work life or your work ethic or your relationships. Because so many people around this like age group is just get lost in this culture of like wasting time on whatever apps or video games. And it's almost like a, it's almost like a a thing. If you don't do, you're like a weird one. You know what I mean? Like, wait, what do you mean you're going to bed earlier? What do you mean you're not hanging out on the weekends? But in reality, like those are the people that are getting ahead right now and have most likely their priorities set in the right place. Not to say that you should work weekends or anything like that. You should take that into account for your own personal life and you should definitely take in time to relax and waste time, but at the same time, you should have scheduled time to waste. You shouldn't waste time because it's unscheduled. Is that where like you would say the like resetting your zero idea yeah, comes I mean, in? I think you can apply that to so many ways. You can apply it financially, you can apply it with your relationships, you can apply it with your work ethic. So yeah, um, resetting that zero and like just having a high standard for yourself is really, really important and sticking to it. Um, I think a lot of people don't don't realize their own potential even because of that, because they don't set standards and they think that they're going to get somewhere by accidentally drifting upwards in like a work right. hierarchy or well, something. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at, even just on the financial side of things, like giving yourself a definitive like challenge or specific like totem or goal post um, really shifts even just the way that you um, are viewing yourself and it, it makes you have to change your habits in specific ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does optimize the way that you are and you begin to realize like, Oh, I can do this. Like even, um, over the course of this last, um, probably four or so years, I've noticed like specific things, like for instance, dieting, like a specific thing in my life that I never thought I never needed or would ever need or could get anything from, or was for, was for me or that I'd be interested in. Like those kinds of thoughts were going through my head before, but now having gone through it a couple times, like it's interesting. Now I see the benefits of, oh, like my energy levels go up. Like, oh, I can see my attention span increase in these yeah. ways. Like I feel a lot better in the morning, sorts of things like that. Like just changing your diet can in fact improve even just in subtle ways to actually realize, oh, I can actually do more or my brain capacity is like at a, I'm functioning at a higher capacity because of certain things. Like those sorts of opportunities can open up just by giving yourself like some restrictions or giving yourself good restrictions, I would say, in parts of your life that maybe you're afraid to or that you don't have a super good handle on, um, you'll begin to realize what you're capable of and what you can begin to accomplish um, in those areas. And I feel like as you get a little bit older too, you probably start to realize those differences more. Totally, yeah, and that's like, that's totally like I'm, the process I'm in right now. Yeah, and even at 23, I can definitely notice there's my body reacts very differently than it did at 20 with what I was eating. Like like you said, being able to notice those kind of things, and I think that's one of the reasons it's hard for people at a young age to get a grasp on that because whether you eat like crap or you eat well, you seem to feel the same. Your body can handle it. <clears throat> um, so maybe that's something people start to realize once they get a little older. Like I don't know. For me, it's been pretty much this year where I've realized like oh, my sleep, like how much I get and what I eat actually changes how I feel throughout the day and whether I'm going to be able to work hard. 
Um, and that kind of takes us into our next topic um, on this, which is like getting out of your comfort zone and being able to do things like that and set goals and create an eating habit that you're not comfortable with. Sure. Um, yeah. Because actually we were talking about this last night um, and that there's all these CEO morning routines that are like, you know, you got you like you Mark Cubans and like Elon Musk and everyone. And people are totally reanalyzing these morning routines wrong, thinking like, this is Elon Musk's morning routine. He wakes up at 4.15, drinks a glass of water with B12, walks over here, blah, 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 blah. And, and then people get obsessed with it. And they're like, oh, all I have to do is drink this B12 and then go over here and blah, 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 and do the same exact thing. But in reality, we were talking about how the, the morning routine that, that, that is that dialed in is actually more of a manifestation of how dialed in they are, they are to their own work. If you think about it, most of us don't know our lives well enough to be able to say, like, these are the exact seven things that we need to get done in the morning. We need to wake up at 6.30, eat these items, then go over here, drink a glass of water, walk over here, brush my teeth, then go to the gym, then come back. Like, we don't, most of us don't have our routines that dialed in, like a vast majority of people. But that's why I say, like, these morning routines are manifestation of, like, look how dialed in their life is. Like, it's not, they're not copying somebody. It's not just like a carbon copy of someone else's morning routine. Each one has their own specific one. Some people wake up at like 6.30 because that's how their life needs to be, like that's how it needs to happen. And some other CEOs or whatever wake up at like 4.30. And what it really represents is just people knowing their lives so well. They've that, honed in on yeah, what exactly, they, like exactly. their goals, what their like exact like needs throughout the day, like what they need to get done. They've honed down like to a science, yeah. that specific thing. So the takeaway in, a, in something like that isn't the morning routine. You shouldn't take the morning routine away from them and be like, this is what I got to do. Yeah. What you really should be taking away is like, holy crap, they have their life that dialed in. I should be paying that much attention. Like we said last week, quantifying your time, writing down what's important to you before you're in the moment. All those things are really, really important because without that, time's going to pass and you're going to realize you haven't been focused on your goals or didn't even figure out your values. And at that point, if you live 15 years without ever thinking about your values, well, then you might not, you might have just by your own value system wasted 15 years. You right. know what I mean? And at our age, people that are young, when the culture is not big on like paying attention to those kind of things, that's something that you guys can get ahead in um, and start dialing in right now. Even just this last week, like we talked about, <clears throat> I've had to like step away from video games a little more than I wanted to, but I've made a very active, like hard line change. Like this is what I used to do as of last week, paid attention to my schedule, thing that I need to change. Boom, next week, it's not the same. It's a, it's a, our basketball coach used to say, like, if you shoot right on one shot, and I did not play basketball, by the way, I'm not a basketball player, but I did play for a little bit. If you shoot a shot and it goes right, I want to see the next one go left. I don't care if you miss again, but I want to see that you're making changes. I don't want to see five shots in a row that go to the right of the net. Like, you need to make adjustments. And the same thing with your life. If you're not looking at something and making active adjustments, whether it's in a basic workplace, like resetting your zero, then you're basically just kind of coasting. Yeah, if you're if you're like so comfortable, like that's probably not a good sign. I don't know why, but that's just the way it works. Well, like, I think too, like what we said a minute ago about forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. If you are in a comfort zone, then you're probably not learning anything, right? Because that's yeah. by definition what comfort is. Like it's you're kind of like, you're kind of just stuck in in a in a blah state a yeah. lot of the times with those sorts of things. And it's not really help. Like if you really were to like quantify it, you know, it's not helping you. Yeah. Like those sorts of comforts are the kinds that we're talking about here specifically. And it's hard to get out of that mindset too, because comfort is honestly what a lot of us seek. Yeah. Like you want to play video games. Oh yeah. I want to. And like, I want to do the comfortable thing of sleeping until nine. However, like a lot, a big theme throughout this last weekend of the group that I was with was 
uh, a chasing failure mindset of like, dude, it doesn't matter if they, if you fail for like a hundred times, all you're doing is learning along the way. Josh and I, you guys know that we've been, this is like our fourth or fifth iteration of the podcast. We've been doing this for what? On and off for like two years. Yeah. Trying to get this running and are just now beginning it quantified and very dialed in. Um, because we're, we're learning ways not to do a podcast. If you guys listen to some of our very first episodes, it was literally just recorded on a phone in a desk in the middle of our dorm room. And like literally the thumbnail is like our faces photoshopped onto sharks. (laughs) Like we started out in a very, very struggle position. Classics. Um, But since then we've been paying attention, resetting our zero and adding a lot more production value. And that's also one of the reasons that we're asking for emails and stuff like that is because we need feedback to make proper changes. We don't want to just make changes based on like what we think, oh, we need more of this kind of content, whatever. Um, but we are listening to you guys, and that's the way that we're applying all of these. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you call these? Like, Yeah, it's our, it's our heater. So our, think, yeah. The heater in my house just made a weird sound. It sounds it? like uh, Voldemort's snake. Like, it's one of those um, – what are those things called? The, what is that type of heater called? An indoor it's like those old indoor man coil. heater? Yeah, our house was literally built in 1900 yeah, on the dot. Yeah, super old coil so, heater thing. Yeah, it's got those weird like – like they have a box around it because if you touched it, you would it'd literally be, die. It'd be hout, hout, hout. Yeah. Josh, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think ninjas and detectives were the way that we think of them as now, right? Think about like when you think of ninja, you know what I think of? A dude that's like going through the water, all black, like tight leathery stuff. And he's like, there's like bamboo shoots and he's like watching like the emperor walk along like a tiny bridge over his like Japanese garden. He like. Like, shoots a blow dart. Yeah. That's what I think of, like, ninja, like, climbing walls. Yeah. But, but that's, Is that how it there's was? no way it was that way. Surely. It was kind of that way. Like, low-key? The, the difference was, for ninja, that they weren't samurai. Samurai were, like, the, the honorable, because they were, like, the soldier dudes with the swords. Like the whereas ninja dudes. were, like, ah, in the shadows, and they would, put, like, pop out and just, take you out real fast. And that wasn't honorable. So basically, that wasn't honorable? It wasn't, because it, was, it was dirty. Some people but were like, we don't they care. they were dope, because they would, they would just wreck people. Oh and then gosh. they'd get mad, because they're like, oh, not honorable. That's like the ancient version of, like, snipers, where they're like, yeah. you don't see them, and then they're like, mm, one here, and one over there. But yeah, no, not like, like, we think of them as, like, super ninjas, where, like, yeah. they could Climb be in the room walls. with us right now, sort of ninjas. I just looked around the room subconsciously, like, oh. It could be, bro. It could be. De- detectives the same way, though. Like, Detectives, yeah, they, they, they could be in the room like right now. They, no, not <laughs> their trench coat and magnifying glass and hat, and they're like, hmm. Yeah, like in how reality, many of those are real? Yeah, it's just like another police officer with a different skill yeah, set. Yeah, it's a like a private investigator is literally just a guy who who's not on the force anymore. He's like, hey guys, uh, I'm still pretty I, good at this. I can still kind of figure some stuff out. You know, I wonder, like, private investigating doesn't that have like some weird laws? You're basically a professional stalker. That's, like, legal. Yeah, you have to be, like, really good at deducing, which is hard to, like, what Like what if you're just, like, drawing the wrong facts? Like, who's going to tell you that you're wrong? Dude, that's why I like, would never be a detective. I would probably just be like, all right, I got to sit outside this diner for, like... Dude, they do If you're good kind. at it, though, you can tell. Like, are, like, it's it's made abundantly clear in that sort of profession. People who are good at it, like, they're the ones that get paid the big bucks. But... Good detectives? Yeah, well, I'm thinking more even just within, like armed like police forces and stuff as well like those sorts of people because that's the thing i'm trying to get is like that is a specific talent being able to like sort that sort of thing out so people are good at it but how many just like random private eye guys like i'm a detective yeah like how many of those guys and then when he shows up is he gonna look he's not he's gonna look like a he's probably gonna have a like big old fat stomach 
He's going to be balding with stubble hair. And the ones that are good at it or the ones that are bad at it? The, the local dude that you, oh, that yeah, you called yeah. up, the PI. The one that you just Googled and were like, Denver detective. Exactly. And it's like him with like the, some weird logo in the background. It's like, Dave's Denver detective. <laughs> yeah, Dave's Denver detective on his big old bus. Why he has a bus, I don't know. He's got all his surveillance equipment in there. But yeah, dude, I don't know. They're not real. Definitely not. Spies for sure as well. Although, I'm pretty sure I read an article a little bit. Dude, I don't know. Think about this, okay? Spies are like ninja. They're spies like modern, are still they're there, like modern ninja. There's still spies out there. There was like an article I read a couple weeks ago. They were like, we caught a spy in like the freaking Pentagon or something. Yeah. And I was like, other countries are still infiltrating. And w- you know what? Guaranteed we're doing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. We got boys everywhere. Yeah, we got at least at least in 75 countries. Which is pretty funny, actually, because on the on the outside, everyone's like, yes, yes, diplomacy. And then, like, everyone's in a while, you'll catch one and be like, other. what the frick is your dude doing in here? And they're like, like dang it. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Spies. At that point, like, if you're, if you're a government and you have all these people at your disposal and you have other governments who are, like, trying to fight you, That's so why wouldn't you just out. send some of your buddies, like, undercover over there? If you have, like, a million people that you're over? I mean, I guess if you think of them, like... That's, a probably, that's all they think of us as. That's a very expendable way to that's think of like, these people. They think of you as a color that they can stick into a specific country because you match the people there. That's all they think of you as. Dude, I've, there's a YouTube video, guys, you guys should watch it, about a guy who's, like, very good at detecting, like, foreign, like, spies, basically. And they noticed tons of things. They said in Europe, this is actually an interesting one I remember, that in Europe, when they carry flowers, they carry them upside down. Like the, the 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 petals facing the ground. Like Dairy Queen when they serve you the soft serve. Like Dairy Queen when they serve the soft serve. That's something they do in Europe that Americans don't do. We hold them facing up. But for some reason, I guess that's like the culture. They, it's what they do there because the water runs down. I don't know. But that's like how you're supposed to carry flowers. And he talks Do you about, hand them to people that way too? No, I don't think you hand them that way. But when you walk around with them, like we never walk around with the flowers down. It's like weird. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, we because I'm worried about them getting damaged. Exactly. But in over there, they said like those, there's tons of tiny little tips like that. Over there, they just have damaged flowers. Away. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other <laughs> stuff too about like how they eat and things like that. Right. Even when they train and like they can't get rid of some of the subconscious stuff like carrying flowers because they don't train. Huh. Like some countries wouldn't train you to think that way. Yeah. Because that's how they think too. So but funny. Little watch tips it on YouTube. Like that. It's very interesting. So he finds the people who aren't like totally in tune with specific stuff like that. Yeah, what they That's what smart, what dude. he does is apparently when they get a tip of a spy being in an area, he watches surveillance cameras and he can pick them out. He can tell by their mannerisms, the way they walk, the way they look around, and that was one of those like interesting tips I don't that like he that. talked about. I know it's freaky that people know people and If he looked at me, well. what would he see? He'd people probably, like that, like that's how I feel. Like he would if, look away from you in a half a second. <laughs> He'd be like that guy's not. His eyes bounce off and he just yeah, starts exactly. tearing up. <clears throat> Our next topic, our last topic, Sterling is particularly over what 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 do you mean don't <clears throat> reading something once and thinking that you've learned it okay? where what did i have where, my thing disappeared here hold on okay your thing disappeared yeah surprise surprise okay go ahead okay don't read something once and think you've learned it you have to keep reminding yourself of things this is something we were talking about okay um, yeah i see it now all right where, like, for some reason, we think that if you read a one finance book or you go through one learning phase of what well, we call it morning routines because we were talking about that. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Learning about um, anything and thinking that now you have it mastered. Something you guys probably picked up on is that Josh and I, over every, like, seems about every three to four weeks or somewhere in there, we go through this, like, time thing where we're like, man, we really got to get back on our schedules and pay more attention to this. Um, and it's not something we make one episode about because all of a sudden, oh, now we've, we're time management and we're very, very good at it and we don't struggle with it anymore. When in reality, almost everything in your life is you have to be constantly reminding yourself of it. Um, 
it's just like this. You wouldn't want to have your, your, you know, your church pastor and be like, yeah, I read the Bible once. I know it pretty well. Like these are people that you want to be very experienced. Constantly studying. Surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. Like teachers, you need to do teachers the same the way. Like you don't want them to have just studied history in college 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you need to stay current <laughs> and it takes a lot of effort. Um, and that takes a, a lot of like focus to yeah. be constantly focused on that stuff. Everyone's going to lose focus and that's totally okay. And I think a lot of people, when they lose focus, then they just give up. And it's painful, yeah, because it's 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 painful because when you when you lose parts of it, like when parts of it start to slip, like you almost just want to give up on the whole thing. Yeah, it feels like you should just give up on the whole thing. Um, and I think a lot of people actually do that. And that's one reason that I also think it's important to quantify one those goals and then also give yourself a visual way of seeing them. Um, for me, I have like a whiteboard in the room that represents my daily goals. And when I start to feel like, dang, I haven't been doing my daily goals or whatever, blah, 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 I look back on this thing and I can see like, wait, I actually missed only three days last week, which is still a good amount of days. Like, I don't want to miss that many days, but I only missed three. Um, and it's not worth completely resetting, like just forgetting everything because it just feels like I should just right. be like, eh, fine, I'll just start again in, you know, December. Um, for those of you that were part of my Patreon, which is shut down now, by the way, um, that's kind of what that whole idea was, like resetting monthly um, and in a weird way that actually kind of goes back to resetting your zero because some people think about this, right? January, everyone sets their new year's resolutions, right? That, and then it lasts a month. Well, you know what you should do then if it only lasts a month, reset your resolutions every month. Sure. Because then you're going to go so much longer because you're consistently keeping up. Don't think you can do something one year, like set a goal at the beginning of the year and follow through. I, no one ever does that. It's like and a, the problem, thing everyone knows. The problem is too, no one wants to talk about the fact that nobody does it because they feel shame right. almost because of the the reality of their own like challenges that fell by the wayside. Yeah. But it's okay to like relearn or like restart something like you're saying with your schedule. So like even if it is a monthly thing, yeah, set it as a monthly resolution instead. Yeah. And you'll get a lot more traction with that. Um, and it does take a lot more effort to pay attention to that. Um, there's something called the two day rule, um, which is, I've, I think we've talked about it before. Have, do you know what that is? I think so. But ref refresh my memory. It's basically like you set a bunch of goals and you have to basically allow yourself to make mistakes and know that, you know, oh, I'm going to go to the gym four days a week. Okay. Okay. Well, you miss a day. That's fine. Like sometimes you do need to miss a day or you need to like be smart about it. If you're sick, maybe you, you know, don't follow through with your goals. Just yeah. I don't think we talked about this. Um, but the two day rule is basically saying, but never take two days off in a row. Like, yes, you can take one day okay. for any reason that you want. If you, for example, even brushing your teeth or something like if there's a day where you just can't get it done or, like, you're exhausted, you're laying in bed, actually, you should brush your teeth. That's not the one. I probably shouldn't have picked that one. But there's other goals <laughs> where it's, like, you need to let yourself have time off and have time to breathe because another thing, too, is that burnout is another reason that you don't follow through with your goals. Totally. You're so dang strict with yourself that you're not giving yourself a sustainable look at this kind of stuff. And what you're actually doing is killing yourself trying to, like, make this thing flawless when you're not flawless. Like, you're a human. You have flaws. And instead of trying to like fight around these flaws and thinking you got to have 30 days of perfect attendance, no, you don't. Like you can totally miss days. You can miss a couple days, but you shouldn't. But that's what the two-day rule is, like allowing yourself, okay, if you want to go to the gym five days a week, Wednesday, you know what? I'm exhausted. I've been doing well. I'm going to take tomorrow off and sleep in a little bit, but I'm not taking tomorrow off and Thursday for no reason. Obviously, that kind of goes back to like resetting your zero, um, which I still think is very, very important and applies in a lot of ways. Um, but... Yeah, that's you have to make sure that you give yourself some leniency to make something sustainable. Otherwise, you're totally going to burn out, and you're not going to. You're just going to completely give up. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> All 
I would say life is like a book. We have different chapters. And as we hit the different chapters, it's nice to look back on the other chapters and say, okay, what worked there? What didn't? But it's also important to set up things for the next chapter. Oh, how, what are the, what's the protagonist going to do in the chapter this time? That's Which a is, good way to look at it. It's starting 2020. But here's another thing. Like, don't kick yourself for forgetting what happened in chapter one. Like, or forgetting some of the stuff you learned in chapter one. It's okay to relearn some stuff if you need to, or like to go back and refresh your memory or um, to restart something maybe you did in the past. Like you just picked up drums again, you know, stuff like that. Like don't let, like maybe, like for instance, me, I do have a mental block in terms with instruments that would has kind of kept me from doing piano more often than um, I have because I used to do it and then I dropped it in this big bombastic failure at like 12 and it was like in front of the whole church. I like totally bombed an offertory. Josh used to play piano all the time. Whenever I go to his house, he'd be like, "Play the uh, yeah." Song. I, ha- I had I had to practice all the time. But anyway, after that, like I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I will admit, at this point, it's gotten to a block where yeah, like I I'm keeping myself from perhaps discovering something that I'd love or be good at or even just enjoy um, on my own, like like a skill set that I could build on my own, because I'm just not willing to take those steps to go back to that chapter and relearn those Which things. is weird that you can have something that happened to you at like a, such a young age that you completely just shut out now from sure. now on. And it's and not a priority for me. Right. So I'm not going to tackle it because I have too many other things to do. Right. But that is just an example of the sort of thing that um, maybe maybe even seeing a failure and recognizing, okay, here's why that failed. Looking back and, and being able to like measure those things from an objective standpoint can be so helpful as you move forward and as you begin to redevelop the things that are going to make you who you are in that next chapter. Well, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to the past because without the past, you have nothing to go off of for what you need to change. I think that's another thing too, is like, you can't really quantify who you want to be or what little details you need to change about your life. If nothing's consistent enough to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I think a lot of people, when they go to school, they start to click with this because their routines get so dialed in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8am, I got class. So and then I got this thing, and then I got this thing. And they, they're forced to have these, like, crazy routine schedules where they do not change, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they start to realize the benefits of that. And, like, think about how much you get done in college. Like, you're in classes all day. You're writing papers. You get quite a bit done, although I have my own take on, like, whether that's profitable for everyone or not. Sure, sure. I think we're sure. realizing more and more that, you know, I consider myself a graduate of YouTube University. <laughs> like, you can learn. I mean, my career now, what I do was pretty much all learned on YouTube. It had nothing to do with what I learned in school. School taught me a different set of things, which is just like being on your own and not being a freaking Well, see, that's the thing for me. Like, I think college is valuable um, just because it's a taste of the real world. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, there is the real world you can learn that from. <laughs> there so. is, but I think, like, too, when people go into the real world, they never even realize that that structure exists. Totally. Well, that's, like, the, that's the thing about college that is valuable they do show you a structure. Like, they show you, like, oh, here's a way to kind of excel. These are the things it's that you can like kind of put forced, in place. like, morning routine. But they the actual, like, productive. degree at the end, those are starting to become less and less valuable, less and less I think. valuable, yeah. which... So, anyone listening, please drop out of college. Just don't Just go. Just quit. Just cancel your degree. I'm All sure you need is YouTube, dude. Don't do that. If All you want to be a doctor, key. just watch a guy 
There's a guy. There's look on YouTube. No, he... there's definitely some <laughs> professions you cannot learn from YouTube. Although it would be interesting. No, that's no, <laughs> I don't want to go to the well, YouTube. Well, I was doctor. thinking more of like a YouTube lawyer. Like, if you do, you think someone could learn that trade by watching and learning a lot? Probably not. That's you like probably... hardcore books. Yeah, lawyers are like super books. Well, yeah, they and they do school for eight years. Exactly. Oh my gosh, nothing sounds like a worse life to me. That's why all the nerds probably... become lawyers. Dude, I know some of you are probably on that track. No hate toward you, but holy <laughs> crap, that sounds like my worst nightmare. It Eight is... years of that, mm-mm, thumbs down. After like, <laughs> thumbs down, bro. After like being one year old to freaking eighteen, already having freaking so much school. That was that oh, was. I man. was gonna. I wanted to be a lawyer in uh, like junior year of high school. Really? Yeah, and I took a criminology class, and I was kind of liking it. And then I looked into like how that would go, and I was like, oh yeah. no, thanks. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, got, I don't want to do freaking eight years of schooling, and then I actually knew a lot of lawyers from coffee shop that I work at downtown and like w- only like one or two were like hell yeah they like <laughs> they loved it since day one and a couple other ones like those dudes and paralegals were just like that's because oh most of the time gosh. they're just looking at like law stuff like yeah, um documents kind of and wording yeah that sounds like a horrible nightmare sterling this has been the default podcast the podcast that starts with no other podcast still again we have our email the default podcast our default podcasting at gmail.com i don't know it's why don't I change it to the default podcast? Can you? Uh, probably not. Okay. I think that might be the reason I didn't have it there initially. Well, oh yeah, it is actually. But regardless, you can email us in there. We'd love to get your guys' feedback for um, the things that we've mentioned. And of course, we are trying to hone things. If you write a review, we'll read it on iTunes. Those are the way that we even get any kind of visibility on that platform. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, yeah. Yeah, uh, like that's the way to help. If that is something that you'd be interested in doing, that would be the way to do it. Um, just go over there and, and post on that. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in here every week. And um, let us know what you want to hear going forward. Present some topics and let's learn all together. Let's together. No, just kidding. Never do any of thing that Josh says. Hope you all have horrible days. Forget productivity. Go lay in your bed. Watch TikTok all day. I've been getting addicted to TikTok, dude. I noticed you brought that up. I've been sending so many TikTok memes to my brother. I even put a profile picture in. To I'm his not, brother? I'm not a ghost account anymore. You know, oh, <laughs> you no. Know how, like, some people are like... Are you Sterling Grinnell on TikTok? Yeah, I'm, I try to keep that across every platform. I don't have... I didn't post anything. I oh, okay, so it's anything. not like a... But like you're, not, you f- you're not doing TikTok. It's always interesting to see the people that find you on weird apps, though. So some I'm sure we'll probably see a couple. <laughs> sure. Now I'm going to get some weird followers and I have zero 100%. Posts. I don't know if you can see the videos that I liked. No, I made it private. But me and my <laughs> brother send each other literally TikToks all day. Skylar, if you're listening to this podcast, he all the time I'll send him a text. I'll be like, "Hey, Skylar, blah blah blah. Do you want to hang out today?" No response, and then I get a TikTok. He, <laughs> he just, I was like, Skylar, dude, you I can't do that. Stop too. responding to me and just sending TikToks. You have to like answer my texts and then send a TikTok or something. It's so bad because I'm starting to view messages as like another just like dumping of like information from people. So I don't view it because some people like some people view text messages like, hey, text me back. Like, yeah, I want to have a commu- communication right now. Yeah. And I almost view it as like an email slot now. Yeah. It's really bad. I really shouldn't. Yeah. Josh never responds to my text. Anymore. I know. <laughs> he just doesn't. Your wife responds to my text more than you do. I know. Well, that's because you don't text her as much. That's all. Well, yeah, I do. I probably text her more than you now. Yeah. Because I haven't been texting respond. you. <laughs> she likes music the same way I do. So anyways, have a great day, guys. Enjoy your Wednesday. Don't do the things that I said not to do. You should definitely be paying attention to all that stuff. And we will catch you next week. Eat ham. Eat ham? Glazed ham.